Love. Welcome to the e-commerce marketing society podcast, a podcast for women who want to grow their online store or e-commerce brand by improving their marketing. I'm your host, Lisa Byrne, an e-commerce marketing coach for women with 20 years of marketing experience under my belt. I help women increase sales and decrease stress by helping them focus on the right things instead of doing all the things. As well as hearing from me, I gather my favorite women in e-commerce to share their stories of growth and expertise because we all know it takes a village to grow a successful business. Welcome to the society. Let's get focused and have some fun. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 28. I hope you're all doing really well. Today, I chat to one half of the Base Collective, Cassie Sangi. And the Base Collective is a gorgeous skincare brand that originally started by focusing purely on products that contain magnesium. And since then, they've expanded their range and now they're launching into face skincare as well. So I love this chat with Cassie today because we talk all about how she started and I love that she you know, started off on a coffee bench with her friend talking over coffee and hot chocolate, you know, while the kids were little about a brand that they wanted to start and what they wanted it to be and what they wanted it to feel. So they started off with this really clear intention of what it was and what it is, what it isn't going to be. And I love that. And they've been able to carry that through for the past six years. The other thing that I was, I loved about this chat is, as I mentioned, they started off with a very, well, they found their point of difference very clearly, which is so important in a competitive market like skincare and that is you know to do with their ingredients magnesium and also the other thing i love about this chat is that we talk about leaning into your feminine wisdom and your feminine power and intuition and you know emerging from the masculine corporate world and tapping into those fantastic things that are innate to being a female that is you know community uh, creativity intuition and how you can use those wonderful gifts in your business. So yeah, it sounds a little woo-woo, but it really is something to think about. So without further ado, here is my fabulous chat with Cassie. Hey Cassie, welcome to the podcast. Hi Lisa, thanks for having me. Oh, such a pleasure. We were just chatting about lockdown life. So kids may enter the podcast at any given time. So that's okay. Yeah, I've got to come in, but let's see. (laughs) Yeah, same here. So for our lovely listeners, why don't you introduce yourself? Sure. So I'm Cassie Sangvi, one of the co-founders of The Base Collective. We're a magnesium skincare company. We've been around for about six years now and we focus on yeah, magnesium skincare and the benefits of it. I'm also a pharmacist and still practice a little bit and a mum of three boys. Oh my goodness. I didn't know you were a mum of three boys. That's the kicker right there. Super <laughs> <laughs> in my house. Oh my gosh. And so six years, so you're kind of like one of the OGs of skincare in Australia, because I feel like it's, it's an Instagram land anyway, and COVID times it's exploded. Yeah. So six years is a quite a long time in uh, e-commerce years, I feel. Yeah. Which is probably one of our strengths. Um, Mm. We started early on, um, you know, I think, you know, for me, if I talk about my eldest son, who's 10 or 10 and a half, 
that was sort of the start of Facebook, I think, because I remember sort of breastfeeding him and actually really enjoying feeling connected to people because it can be a time that's quite, you know, could possibly be lonely, but it made me. So that was sort of, I think, when, you know, that all sort of started and then Instagram followed Facebook. So we were lucky because that was, we were one of the few companies that started when Instagram first sort of started pre lots of algorithms and, you know, all these crazy things they put on it these days. Yeah. So you had the opportunity to sort of like flex your muscles and and grow your audience without, I guess, more competition, but also, as you say, the the changes that are happening thick and fast right now for um, social media and small business owners. So yeah, why don't you take us back to why you started? Because I was just doing some research before um, we jumped on and you know, like a lot of businesses, you developed a product because you saw a gap in the market. Yeah, so I think Carly and I started, both of our kids, our eldest had started three-year-old kinder and we're both on maternity leave and thinking, you know, we needed some new project. I don't know why. We, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Maybe it was first child and you've all of a sudden got all this time on your hands, <laughs> yeah. um, in inverted commas. However, and so being creative and, you know, a pharmacist, I've always, you know, had a love and a passion for natural and organic. And a lot of people don't know, but we actually started with, so we we used to talk about, you know, there's lots of hot chocolates and coffees sitting on a park bench talking about what we wanted the business to feel like and what we wanted to achieve as a company. And from there, then we actually were going to launch t-shirts, believe it or not. We wanted it to be the perfect t-shirt, like, you know, the perfect basic in your wardrobe. And so we got designs made, you know, we engaged people, we had samples made, they're amazing, but we realized we really knew nothing about the whole market. And from there I'd done, you know, I've just got a constant love of, of learning as does Carly. And I'd done, just completed a cosmetic formulations course. So, which is not a compounding course with like, oh, you're a compounding chemist. I'm like, no, I'm not a compounding chemist. I actually did a cosmetic formulation course, which is quite different. And from there, I discovered some great manufacturers and I was like, you know what, this is something that I've always I've always wanted to do was to have my own cosmetic company. I think mum and dad have got a photo at home of me sitting out the front of their house with like as a little girl with, I think they were paints and I was like going to set up my own store selling eyeshadow. Yeah. Like something crazy. Lotions and potions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so it's always been on my mind. So anyway, I was like, why don't we start here? Because we did see a gap in the market. And so we didn't start with magnesium. We wanted to do a really amazing hand wash, you know, and hand cream, which we ended up doing a hand wash and hand milk. And we talked about what we wanted the company to feel like. So I think loving natural and organic, it, but it was all very bland and very boring and it felt like people were jamming a message down your throat and I just I don't like that. So we wanted to make it fun and we wanted it to make it to look good because we all like nice things in our house. They also make us feel, you know, spark joy, I suppose. So that's, that's sort of where it started and we launched with this beautiful hand wash and hand milk, which we still get people asked for. However, one of the biggest <laughs> learns was we chose and created this beautiful bottle with this amazing like foil label on it. However, it could only be labeled by hand. Oh. <laughs> we tried so many things, you know, we tried to outsource to so many various companies and no one could get it perfect because it, it needed to be spot on. So we spent hours and hours actually hand labeling these ourselves. And it was like, this just is not sustainable you know, long-term from a business, if we want to make it a business. And from there, I think it was Kylie who sort of discovered or, you know, come across magnesium oil, but you couldn't get it anywhere. And I was like, oh yeah, magnesium, the benefits of that are amazing. So yeah, we started with the magnesium oil and then we developed it 
there was no magnesium skincare and the benefits for magnesium and your skin just so profound. That's sort of how we entered the market. I love that. And I love that you started with that feeling in mind. Like, you know, I can just imagine you guys sitting on a bench to- talking about how you want it to, it to feel. And that's so important in particular in e-commerce, because there is a lot of people that go into it thinking, I just want to sell a lot of stuff and I want to make some money. And that will only get you pretty, you know, so far. But if you go into it with that creating something special and, and a, an experience. And then you found your point of difference. Yeah. And now that is where like the, the gold mine is, you know, that no one was doing magnesium and you've managed to sort of create a brand and an experience and a, and a product line around it. Cause you sent me your products and they are just beautiful. And yes, the packaging is gorgeous. I squealed when I opened it. Oh yeah. I like hearing Yeah. That. And it was minimal, which is gorgeous. But then I tried it and we were chatting about this before we got on the podcast, but, you know, you hear about things like magnesium and you don't necessarily, you know, it's probably just one of the things that it just another claim, but then I tried it and I've been doing personal training and I tried it on Saturday and now it's, what is it? Tuesday. And normally my muscles ache and, and hurt and stretch and are tight. They literally have not felt anything because I use the spray, I use the cream, and I think I use the lovely tea, I mean, white tea body wash as well. So I was blown away that it actually delivered on its promise and it wasn't just beautiful. You know what I mean? Because there's lots of products that are gorgeous and they feel good, but this actually works. So yeah, it's quite funny that I, I think when I was saying to you before, if I could trademark it, I would, you know, we get that all the time. This actually works. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I think what a lot of people don't, yes. So it's been an interesting journey. The conversations we were having early on, people were like, what's magnesium? And so we were actually having to educate about what's magnesium. And so now six years later, everyone knows what magnesium is, but now it's about the benefits for skincare. So we're still in that, we're still constantly educating. But yes, a lot of people are now realized that magnesium's, you know, one of our essential minerals. It's involved in over 300 processes of our body. A lot of people take it orally, which is totally fine. Ideally, you'd be getting it from your diet. However, with, you know, the quality of food and, you know, potentially lack of crop rotation and things like that, and also gut health issues. A lot of us have gut health issues. People just don't simply don't absorb it. And also, if you think about like your skin and your muscles, they're sort of the furthest away from your gut. So if you're thinking that it's involved in 300 process, you're taking it orally, it's kind of the last place to get it. And so by applying it topically, you know, anecdotally, we're hearing a lot of people are getting amazing results. So it comes back to the pharmacist in me that I love that. I love helping people and I love solving a problem for them. And yeah, I mean, that's what we're in the the game of, isn't it? Solving a specific problem. And it sounds like you've gotten really clear on that. And it's really interesting that you say in the first part of the business journey, it was all about educating the audience and how that's, you know, evolved. You're still educating, but what it started with, what was magnesium and now it's, you know, the benefits of magnesium. So what was, what did your marketing look like in the early days? What did you sort of start off with and test? So really early on, and I think as we chatted about before, we were lucky that we're one of the early adopters to Instagram. And it was it was literally an Instagram and Facebook account. 
and blog posts and it just organically grew from there and I think because of you know the algorithms were better or there was no algorithms I'm not sure I think there was no algorithms because literally it was like if you had 10,000 followers 10,000 people saw your post Mm. Um, whereas now it's definitely not like that so that was really fortuitous for us I suppose that we were one of the early early ones on board Um, and then from there it's definitely evolved so I get asked this question a lot like you know if I only had so much money where would you spend it and you know, our marketing nowadays is it's multifaceted. I couldn't say that you have to put it all on Facebook marketing or you definitely need to do Google ads or you should be on Pinterest or you should be doing influencer marketing because it just doesn't work. I, what, doing one doesn't work. You you need all of those guns firing in order to, you know, like to basically get a sale. Yeah, I guess that comes at a certain, when your business gets to a certain size that you potentially have exhausted doing the one or two channels and then you become the multifaceted, you know, larger brand. So what what is in your marketing mix now? Is it all of those things that you mentioned? It's all of those things. So wow. I work so a lot of people also don't know I worked for Pfizer for a couple of years before oh. I had my baby. So I worked in pharmacy since I was 15. And my mom I didn't really like sports and my mum was like, well you're not sitting at home so you're getting a part-time job. And so from there, it was like, well, I think I want to be a pharmacist because it was a great job. And so by the time I'd finished uni, I started managing a pharmacy. I'd been in the industry like 15, you know, 10 years. So it was, a, you know what I mean? I wasn't a fresh. Yeah. Then I was like, you know what? I really want to try something else. And so I, I got myself a job at, you know, potentially the biggest and the best pharmaceutical company in the world. And I learned mm-hmm. so much from them. I remember pushing my manager basically to put me on every course that she could. And the one thing that I learned from that, well, I learned so many things from that, but it was about touching your customer so many times before you push them over the, we call it then the prescribing continuum. However, now it's the, well, it's in the same in our business, it's the sales continuum and it's about touching them in different ways. So, you know, back then it was different. It was lunches and dropping literature and nights, whereas now it's Instagram, it's Google, influencer marketing. It's also being on the shelves of major retailers. It's, you know, press articles. So it's about touching someone 12 times and even subliminally where they don't realize they've seen it. And one of the things that we did was in our packaging, we made the logo to be the focus of our product. So basically every time you see one of our products, you're also seeing our logo. So our logo is now highly recognized, which was strategic from the outlook. Oh, I love that. Strategic from the get-go. That, that's, that's awesome. I like that you've used and you, you know, you've leveraged the, your past life because a lot of the time when we launch e-commerce businesses and brands and even if it's a side hustle, we feel like we don't have the skills because we've never done it before. But really, we can lean on the past lives that we've had, like you starting as a, as a 15-year-old in a pharmacy, going through to you know, having a, a job at one of the hugest brands ever. We can pull out all these learnings and strategies and, and little bits and pieces that we've collected along the way. So by no means when we do start something new, we're not clueless. Absolutely not. I was having this exact conversation with a girlfriend who is also super successful and about to launch her own, another brand. She's launched other brands before on the weekend. And she's like, we, always, we never give ourselves enough credit as females. I see it all the time, like a lot of males in my world, you know, they're so confident and they're so, you know, they just own everything. Whereas I think we always second guess ourselves, which is also, you know, it's, it's also an asset, but we don't give ourselves enough credit, I suppose, as, as, as females. And we need to, we need to back ourselves a little bit more. 
Yes. Thank you. I'm getting goosebumps as you say that. And that's always a physical sign for me that that is truth because we have, and I'm going to get woo woo, but women have, I'll do you good. We, it's our superpower, our intuition, our creativity, our sense of community. So bringing other people together to create something is built into our DNA and men don't have that. And sure, they can go and be as ballsy and confident as they want, but we've got it within us. It's true and it's innate and it's something that we can lean into and and pull out. So yeah, like you say, back yourself, lean on the skills that you've learned in the past and lean into your natural abilities as as a female in business. Yeah, 100%. I think one of my skills, and I I think I've seen it for a lot of my life as you know, a hindrance is that I'm highly emotional and I read people really well. So when I walk into the room or even when, you know, when we've bought property in the past, I can feel a certain energy and that sounds very woo-woo. Yeah, no, I love it. But it feels, (laughs) it feels right or it feels wrong. And we've turned business deals down that potentially seem amazing. It just didn't feel right. And then other ones where you're like, I don't know, but for some reason, I just feel like we should do this. So, I mean, I'm not saying that always works, but I think you definitely, you definitely need to listen to that intuition and that gut feeling and yeah. And building each other up, you know, like not trying to pull each other down. Exactly. Yeah. Leading with integrity because, you know, the world's a pretty small place as well. Like you've got to, yeah, you never know what's going to, who's going to come back or something's going to bite you in the button. But I love that you you use that, you know, in your personal life, the intuition, but in your business life, and that's okay. And you can often you know, use that, but potentially, and I'll be interested to know if you do this, like overlay that decision-making process by looking at, you know, the facts, like sales and marketing data and, you know, what the market is doing. A hundred percent. You, especially as you get bigger and now this is a serious business. It's not just, you know, two ladies sitting on a park bench. Um, (laughs) We have staff and we have commitments. And so that's at the back of my mind now as well. It's not just me. It's, you know, I'm employing people. This is their career and you, you have a responsibility to that. So I think you definitely have to do your numbers. You definitely have to do the figures. And one thing I've learned is it's okay to say no. It's sometimes don't get too sort of excited about the shiny disco ball in the room and don't be drawn to it because it might not be so shiny and bright. You do need to do your figures and it's okay to say no and, you know, that's not for me right now. Yeah, definitely. The skill of discernment, you know, do I do all of these things or, you know, can I tame my creativity and enthusiasm and maybe just focus on one to two to three things at a particular stage in your business. Cause yeah, you're spreading yourself too thin. And, and I'd be interested to know as well, cause I was wanting to ask you about how you grew and what that looked like. So a lot of the clients that I work with that are in that big explosion phase, they're struggling with, do I hire internally? So like build a team of marketers and, you know, designers or whatever it is, or do I outsource and build like a virtual team or, you know, hire agencies? What, what kind of route did you go? Well, we've done both and I'm now leaning towards bringing everything back internally. The reason I say this, I think you're asking before was, you know, what's like, one piece of advice or one less, you know, lesson that you mm. learn. And unfortunately, there's a lot of agencies out there that will take you for a ride and they charge you a lot of money and they don't deliver. Mm-hmm. And essentially, you know, to make $1 in your business, it's, it's very hard work. 
So one thing that I do in this business is I've made sure that I know every process before I can hand it over. So Facebook marketing and Google analytics, for example, I am by no means a master. However, some of the people I've worked with, I think I could probably I'd do a better job than they do. And that's simply because there's a lot of free courses out there. So Google provides a course, face, there's all like Facebook, there's like Facebook Academy, I think it's called. Yeah. So you can do all of those courses yourself. And then, I mean, it is time consuming, but the benefit of that is then when you are at the stage of hiring an agency, which we do for Facebook and we do for Google and things now, you're in a very good position to really drill them and to go, okay, so what ROAS, you know, do you think that you can achieve? Mm. What, you know, click through rate and what's the market saying? And, you know, you talk to me about audiences and, you know, so you're not, you're not going in blind because I know a lot of people are like, oh, I don't even know what that means. It's like, you should know what that means because that's your hard-earned cash um, totally so that's and you know and it's the same it goes the same for bookkeeping for example or you know like there's there's programs like zero and myob and things like that they're made for you know the everyday you know business owner to be able to navigate you don't need an accountant to do anything not saying that i don't love my accountant and that they're not <laughs> really beneficial however yeah. you need to know what they're talking about so that is my one piece of advice is try not to, and it's hard when you're in the growth phase, you're so busy and you are only one person, especially if you have kids, but you do need to get your head around it. You do. And, you know, thank you for saying that because it's true. And I do it myself. Like when, when, it, when we become overwhelmed with something, we either put our head in the sand and try and ignore it. Or we throw money at the situation, yeah. you know, and think, okay, I, I'm just going to pay this fairy godmother over here to fix it all. And it never works. It doesn't work, unfortunately. You know, if it sounds too good to be true, it usually is, yeah. unfortunately. And, I, and people don't want to hear that. But, you know, my husband and I live by a really, a really simple philosophy is that we don't buy lotto tickets. I, I never have because essentially you, I think you create your own luck. And the harder you work, the luckier you get. It is that simple. Mm-hmm. And that it feeds so well into backing yourself because, yeah, work hard, back yourself because no one is going to create that luck but yourself. You know, the, 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 there's create, no motto. Create your own opportunities. <laughs> yes. And have you found that, that you've had to, you know, swallow nervousness or, you know, um, fear of putting yourself out there and just going, nah, we're going to do this and we're going to do it right and put yourself out there? Have you had big moments like that? Oh, a hundred percent. It's, it doesn't come naturally to me to put myself out there. I'm a very private person. I don't really want to share my life on Instagram. I'm really mindful of my boys and their privacy and their childhood. And so, yeah, putting yourself out there and putting yourself out there for criticism is really hard, but the older you get and the further down the track you get, it does become easier. And you do realize that not everyone's going to like what you do. Not everyone's going to like you. You're, you're not going to gel with everyone and that's okay. That's totally okay. And the quicker that you can kind of get past those people, the quicker you can find your people. And Absolutely. yeah, and there is enough of them out there that are looking for you. That's kind of what I, I like to say to my students and clients, like if you speak your truth and if you're authentic to you and you share the message that's important and clear, it'll make it easier for the right people to find you. But if you kind of hide or go broad or don't speak out, then it's not as clear for those people to find you, if that makes sense. Yeah, a hundred percent. And keep your circle tight, you know, like only surround yourself with people who lift you up. Like don't, Mm. don't bother with the people who don't. Yes. Yeah. Cause there's, 
not everyone's going to understand that entrepreneurial drive and experience. Sometimes not even your partner understands it. So have you found, have you over your journey, if you invest, I suppose you've been lucky because you've had your business partner to go through the journey with you. Have you done masterminds or have you like invested in yourself in in different ways? Yeah, look, constantly learning and that's one of the benefits of having a business partner was being able to, you know, really bounce ideas off. I think I'm incredibly lucky as well, though. I've got my husband who is just a born entrepreneur, whereas I'm, mm. I wasn't really born into a business family. And that also has its benefits because I've just got a totally different outlook onto life. So the two of us together, I think it's quite a strong foundation for a business because we both bring, you know, different, different angles and, and things like that. But then, yeah, you definitely, you need to find people around you. So a lot of my friends now consist of people who are also quite entrepreneurial and they're also always doing something new. There's always a new project. We bounce ideas off each other. You know, you get value from that. And, you know, it's also nice to give back, I suppose. Yes. I'm finding the same with my little circle of friends too, that we're all business owners and we can talk about the highs and lows, but we can also talk about money, like freely, like I'm earning this much. I want to earn that much. And it's no big deal. And I think women attach themselves to money or they can't talk about it or they um, don't want to like brag, but it's not that it's, and again, woo woo looking at it as, you know, money flows in and money flows out. And it's, um, it's, it's kind of like energy rather than attaching everything to it because Oh gosh, you would be able to attest to this, I'm sure. Like in, in starting a small business and growing it, especially product businesses, you have to put a lot of money into it. Oh yeah, hundred percent. It's not for the faint-hearted. No, no, <laughs> it isn't. And especially if you're gripping so tightly onto that money and you're worried about it, it's not going to come back to you. So that's right. Surrounding yourself with women that you can have those chats about and be inspired by. That's so cool. Yeah, definitely. You need to find a tribe. Yes. And speaking of tribes, tell me about your customer and, and how do you view your customer and, and how does how do you put them like in your marketing strategy? Like what role do they play? Or tell me a little bit about the customer journey. Yeah. So we always, the product's quite interesting. So we do touch different customers, but I'd say majority of our customers, we talk about, you know, she's the, you know, 35, you know, year old woman, she's got, you know, 2.3 kids. We're not really sure about the point three. <laughs> yeah. She's got a lot going on and, you know, she wants to do the best for her family, but she's so busy and she just wants things in her life that A, do no harm and do good, but also make her feel good. And we used to talk about the chuff. So it was like, you know, when she'd find a product or she'd pick up our product, it was like she'd give herself the little high five. Yeah, I found something. You know what I mean? It looks good. It feels good. It's going to do no harm. And it was like, oh, well done me. You know what I mean? So that's our customer. She also doesn't take life too seriously because, you know, Carly and I don't really take things too seriously. As far as, you know, we like to be quite humorous and witty and, you know, fun because, I think there's so much doom and gloom out there at the moment, um, especially at the moment. But even when we were starting, you know, when we're talking about natural and organic, it felt very like boring and you're th- jamming a message down my throat and no one really wants to hear it. So yeah, that's our, that's our customer. And we, we talk to, to her a lot. We try to solve all of her problems. So we've got a kid's range, you know, we've got the core range and now we're going into the beauty range, you know, the dedicated face range. So that's sort of, yeah, she's evolving. Yeah, cool. And so has she changed like from day one to, to now? I suppose she has. She's, has she grown up with you guys? Yeah, she's definitely matured. Yeah. Um, 
you know, she now needs anti-aging skincare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ago, it wasn't so much of a thing. And I think, you know, she's more educated. Our customers are more educated mm. now, which is a great thing. So you have to be, you know, really on the money. What you're talking about, the ingredients that you use, the messaging that you put out there. Yeah, the customer's really savvy, but that's a good thing. That's true. Yeah. Because the ones that will, the, again, coming back to, they'll find your product. If you're clear with your messaging and what you stand for, it'll be so much easier to attract the right people and then convert them and retain them. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure to chat with you today. Thank you so much. And um, before we go, if if you were to give, yeah, give some advice to someone starting out or in that growth period, aside from knowing exactly, you know, what the, sorry, upskilling in the pieces of marketing that you need to know, what else would you advise someone? I think don't be afraid to reach out to people. I've been incredibly lucky that I have had a couple of really amazing mentors, unofficial mentors along the way who, you know, when we had, you know, various deals or things going on, I'd be like, I don't know how to do this. Like, And, you know, I remember one in particular, so lovely, always would give me so much of his time. And he'd be like, Cassie, you just need to structure it this way. And I was like, oh my God, I hadn't thought of that. Thank you. Amazing. And that literally saved me so much money from just saying this and then not being afraid to then put those things forward, you know, in a deal back yourself, you know, and sometimes you have to walk away. It might not be financially viable, but yeah, I think if you can try and find people, because a lot of people are really happy to give you a little bit of their time, be respectful of it. Don't waste your time. And and I feel like, you know, any relationships give and take. So I always try to give back to them in some way if I can, possibly. Usually I feel like they're giving more to me, which does make me feel uncomfortable. But a lot of people, as my husband says, he's like, no, they like that. They like to be able to help. Exactly. And you would do the same for like, that's how I think about it. If someone came to me and said, look, I'm I'm starting, I want to grow my marketing business. I want to like, I would give them some, my time and and my um, advice. So yeah. So I love how you said be respectful of their time because it can, yeah, it can go two ways. Like people asking you a barrage of questions, or if you carefully curate, you know, one or two questions, you know, that's aligned with that person that you're talking to, you can get more out of it. And that's more respectful. How did you, sorry, you go. So most of the people, like if you're, if you are seeking out someone like this, usually they're incredibly, because they're incredibly successful, they're also incredibly busy. So you can't expect, you know, to A, catch up for coffee. Like that's mm. just so hard. Like I, you know, like it's hard for me to catch up for coffee with even my friends, let alone yeah. something that you don't know. So it might just be, you know, a quick DM on LinkedIn or I've often, I get people do that and I'll often give them my time, you know, or, yeah, or an email or, or things like that. So yeah, just don't, you know, be respectful of time, I think. Yeah, exactly. Time is is more valuable than money in most cases and going for a coffee, even getting on the phone, it's worth a lot of uh, someone's time and money. So yeah, going after the right people. And I love that just reaching out on LinkedIn. And I guess, you know, the other version of LinkedIn is, is Instagram now. So build up a rapport, slide into their DMs, be authentic and don't, don't go and copy someone, but yeah, look for inspiration in, in areas that you wouldn't expect to. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. Amazing. Thank you so much. And I'll pop the URL in the show notes. And yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you today. You too. Thanks, Lisa. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you loved what you heard, please head over to iTunes and leave me a rating and a review because it lets me know that 
what I'm doing is needed and I'll keep on churning out these podcast episodes for you. And it also helps other women get the help that they need. And if you want to work with me, head over to my website, lisaburn.com.au, and that's burn, B-Y-R-N-E. And you can check out the different ways you can work with me, whether it is one-on-one or in my group coaching program, Ecom Grow Strong. And I would love to hear from you. So send me a note and we can book in a time to court, to chat on the phone and figure out what's going on in your business, what's working and what isn't, and if you need my help. So thank you again, and I will speak to you soon. Mm-hmm.